If you're ready to feel like your best self, you have some room for improvement in your health, or you're looking to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness, then welcome to the Empire Wellness Podcast. Listen in to your host and renowned wellness expert, Charlene Lawrence, as she shows you how to build your internal and external wellness empire. Charlene is a licensed acupuncturist, certified hypnotherapist, and master of traditional Chinese medicine. She'll introduce you to the solutions that have yet to be on your radar. Now here's your host, Charlene Lawrence. Hello and welcome to the Empire Wellness Podcast. I am your host and wellness expert, Charlene Lawrence. I help people improve their physical and mental health using cutting-edge technology and ancient tools to balance their mind, body, and soul. Thank you for taking this journey with me to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness. It is my mission to educate so you can improve, and together we can empower, inspire, and grow. Let's dive right in. Tayona Vallejo is a life coach and international yoga instructor. She shares her passion and expertise in wellness through her private life coaching program and her online yoga classes. She is committed to helping busy, exhausted women transform their lives through practices of self-love and mindful healing to feel better. Her one-on-one coaching and group yoga classes empower women to obtain greater awareness and create a positive impact over their mental and physical well-being. Before we get to Tayona, if you're ready to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness, jump on over to empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast and click the link to book your complimentary assessment with me. During this time, we will explore your history and investigate individualized wellness options. Now on to the show. Hey, Ty. Hi, beauty. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're doing this. It's really cool. Awesome. Yes, I am having a blast. I will tell you that much. Okay, so just diving right in, I am curious, what does wellness mean to you? Mm, Great question. Wellness to me means really um, having awareness of your mind, body, and soul, and being um, capable of supporting yourself in the ways that would benefit you to live optimally. Nice. That was a very concise answer. (laughs) I find that that's a difficult question to answer. And so yours was very concise. (laughs) Yeah. So you're welcome. So I would just love to hear more about your wellness journey. I feel like I know a little bit about it, but the listeners may not know anything. And I would love to learn more. Where did it start? You can start at the beginning and go from there. Yeah. Um, Wow. I feel like it's been um, kind of this 
progression my entire life, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, luckily I had some great um, role models and Mm -hmm. my mother was one of those. And she was always about eating healthy and um, she taught me how to eat um, vegetarian for um, when I was younger, we did that for a while and then pescatarian. And, um, can you describe to maybe some listeners who don't, don't know what pescatarian is just define that really quick? Yeah. Just eating, um, seafood, um, into the diet as well as the fruits and veggies and all of that, um, legumes and all the good stuff. Um, And she also introduced me to yoga when I was really young and probably just too antsy to sit and do anything. (laughs) And so that was kind of uh, where I would get, you know, influenced in wellness. And, um, but actually I was kind of a, a, a rebel child and I definitely did my share of uh, over drinking, overeating and partying and all of that. And um, so it wasn't until probably, um, I want to say after I had my children and I was probably in my 30s and I had been to different doctors throughout my 20s and I, I'd always dealt with a lot of um stomach issues and I have chronic um, sinus infections and it wasn't until I was about to have surgery for a chronic sinus infection that um, I, I, I questioned whether that was a good idea because he said it's not a hundred percent that it will get rid of my problem and so I thought well why would you do a surgery if if you don't know it's going to help your problem. So another friend of mine um, introduced me to a naturopathic doctor, mm-hmm. which was wonderful. Um, I started seeing that doctor and um, he really helped me um, find the foods that were um, harmful for my gut. Mm-hmm. He do, and um, I, I always mispronounce this one, but I think it's an IAG or IgG test. Oh, the IgG test? Yes. Okay. So he had me do one of those tests Mm -hmm. and to kind of figure out my gut immunity. Mm -hmm. And basically everything that I was eating at that time was bad for me. (laughs) And this were things like um, bananas and broccoli, things that I thought were like good for my system and right. the other doctors were actually putting me on a brat diet a lot of the time. So having me eat the bananas and yep. so it was crazy. And so I, I took everything out of my diet for about a year wow. and things completely changed for me. I mean, I shed so much weight. I um, didn't have a sinus infection ever again. Um, I felt better in my stomach and it was incredible. That was really life changing for me. And so then I was able to reintroduce some of those foods, but just in moderation. Now I have a better understanding of when 
um, I'm having a little too much. I can feel the difference in my body. And yeah, so that was kind of nutritionally, um, my, um, journey there that helped me kind of get well Mm -hmm. in my body. The other thing that helped is I did, um, pick up yoga, um, as I got older and as a stress reliever. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely just fell in love with my practice and felt, um, just like so much more relaxed and, and centered whenever I would practice. And so that became a big part of, um, just, you know, helping my, my mind stay more, um, you know, relaxed and at ease. That's awesome. So I know a little bit about your, we'll say work history, Mm -hmm. So share with the listeners, and I'm curious, did you pick up yoga as the stress relief when you still had your corporate position or was that after the fact? Yes, it was actually right when I had my corporate position, I was looking for something that would relieve that stress, you know, Um, because I, I did, I traveled a lot. I was a marketing VP for um, an equipment leasing firm in um, Irvine, and um, it, it got very demanding. And um, I just needed something to help me relieve some of that stress. And so, yeah, I turned to yoga, um, and I did. I just loved the meditative quality of it. The you know, just shutting the outside world out. And, and then I, of course, enjoyed also the physical, you know, um, challenge Mm -hmm. um, of it as well. And um, today, I think my favorite is the breathing. I really just love the opportunity to have the breath like a, you know, such a big part of the practice, such a you know, driver in that time that you get on your mat. It's, it's just so healing and so supportive. I love it. That's awesome. So how long did you practice yoga as a student? And I'll I'll say the word student in, in the terms of you're actually like going to a class because I think one could easily take that word and say, well, you're always a student of yoga. Yeah. (laughs) Um, how long did you practice yoga as a student before you went on your journey to teach others? Yeah. So, um, I was a student kind of off and on from my early twenties to about probably my late thirties. And then I started teaching, um, in my late thirties and I've been teaching about nine years now. So yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And what has that transition of being a student in the class to now being a teacher, what has that taught you? Um, it's, it's totally two different like birds. They're, they're completely different. Um, being a student, there's, there's something very special and just, um, you know, 
I, I was going to say just fulfilling about it, but then there's something very fulfilling also about being the teacher. Um, so I just, I just feel like, you know, I would equate it to having a meal and making a meal for some, for your family. I love that. That's a beautiful analogy. Yeah. I, I've been dabbling in yoga since I was, I think about 19, I think is the first time I took a yoga class and it was actually a a four credit class in college. And honestly, I have to say that was the best semester I ever had out of the 10 years that I have spent in either undergraduate or graduate school. And I took a yoga class and a dance class. And between the two with my other coursework, I was so relaxed and so playful. Um, And I've been really dabbling in yoga ever since then. Mm -hmm. And just in the last few months since COVID began, actually, I have really gotten into a strong practice where I'm practicing multiple days a week. And I have a fitness background. And so it's, it's been hard for me as well as people in my family to, to understand the difference between being a student mm-hmm. of fitness and being a teacher of fitness, because I have to share with my husband all the time. He goes, well, we have a workout room in our house. Why don't you just go do your own yoga, like do yoga, teach yourself. Yeah. And the workout room instead of go to the studio that you attend. And for me, I, I need someone one pushing me mm-hmm. a little bit. And, and I love the teachers that I yeah. do yoga with because they, they push you to where you need to go. It's not like you're doing extra reps at the gym or anything like that. Yeah. But somebody showing me there's so many poses and so yeah. many variations of all the poses. And I know maybe four of them. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm constantly sharing with my husband. I really need that instructor who knows so much more for me because I learn something every time I practice yoga. I learn something yeah. myself. I might learn a new pose. Mm-hmm. I might learn a different way to stretch or a different way to move my shoulder a little bit so that it clicks and it just feels different. Yeah. And so I can totally see what you're talking about between being a student versus being a teacher. And I love the analogy that you brought in about enjoying a meal versus enjoying serving the meal that you've made to somebody else. That was, that was really beautiful. So I know that wellness is a huge part of your life and I want you to share with the audience what it is. Cause we talked about your, your previous corporate position and how you found yoga and you used it to help relieve some stress from being in the corporate world. And now you teach yoga. Pardon me. I know you go on and teach retreats all over the world for people, but what is another side of what you do now that you're no longer in corporate that incorporates all this wellness into your world? Hmm. Um, so I'm a life coach as well. Mm-hmm. And um, that is something that really has um, 
been something I've always wanted to do. Um, but I just kind of had this idea that I'll do that someday. And I realized quickly as I was teaching yoga that that someday needed to be a little bit closer to now. And the reason that is, is because I see so many of my students um, feel amazing after yoga class, as you were just explaining, but then they would go home and have just life smack them around and show up again, just completely, you know, depleted and the same. And so I, I, I just, and I, I actually was having a lot of my own issues at the time, um, struggling, you know, financially struggling in my marriage, struggling as a new mom. So it was, it was just a lot of things that I needed support with. And I had um, sought out a life coach and she helped me immensely shift my complete trajectory of my life. And so I wanted to offer that those same solutions to my clients, to um, the people that I was serving in the yoga community. And so I just started offering, um, you know, coaching them one-on-one and it's been amazing. I've coached for almost five years now and it's been a very, another additional rewarding experience, just providing this type of wellness for your mind mm-hmm. um, and seeing the really life-changing results that occur in people's lives. That's awesome. So I'd love for you to share with the audience and myself what I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. What sets a life coach apart from a therapist? And why did you seek out a life coach when you were having those struggles in your life versus a therapist? Or maybe did you do both? Yes. Great question. Yes, I did. I did both. And I had gone to therapy, you know, earlier too in my um, actually late teens, early twenties. And I had, um, gone back to therapy again in, in my mid thirties, but, um, it, it, it just wasn't really solving the problems. Mm-hmm. They, the, the therapist was just there to listen to me kind of bleh, and, <laughs> and, um, didn't really have a a lot to offer as far as changing the root of the problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I had sought a few different coach, um, therapists too, um, just, you know, trying to make that work. But, um, I, I realized that, if I wanted to be a coach someday that I needed to try that for myself. And so that's what inspired me to reach out and hire um, a life coach at that time. And um, yes, it made just such a big difference in the way I was showing up 
the, the way that I was operating, the way that I was, you know, communicating everything, it just completely shifted, um, you know, my, my life. And, um, and so, you know, the difference I would say in therapy versus coaching is a therapist is more, you know, focused on past issues and really, um, working with people, um, you know, that maybe have specific mental issues that they're, you know, they're diagnosing and Mm -hmm. that's completely different from a, a life coach who is actually just hired to really look at the results that you're creating in your life right now today and help you shift to the results that you want to create. So it's much more um, focused in the now and, you know, moving forward. Um, That's probably the main difference that I, I can see. Okay. So I hear you saying that your experiences with therapy seem to concentrate more on the past. Whereas what you do as a life coach likes to concentrate more on the present and how to move into the future. Yes. Awesome. And I've, I've done my fair share of therapy as well. And I have to, as well as coaching and I have to agree, and this is not to knock the therapists because I know that there are so many fantastic therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists out there who are helping people who have, you know, severe mental health issues and they need help from many different angles. But my experience in therapy has been very similar where we just go to kind of unload on somebody, which has to be a challenge for the therapist. Yeah, <laughs> they hear yeah. that all the time. That's the reason I didn't choose to become a therapist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People just yeah. dumping on you all day, every day. Um, but I have had some therapists who really did try to, you know, steer me down a solution oriented road, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to say my experience was working with different types of coaches of all levels, life coaches, business coaches, money coaches, all of them are just solution driven. And I have found that my effort is better spent working with the coaches because we all have a past. Oh yeah. And we don't want to bring it with us into the future. And I feel like that's where the coach is able to help kind of sever that the ties of the past so that you don't drag that baggage into the future. Absolutely. You have a choice right in this moment. You can bring the past into this moment by telling a story about it that doesn't serve you, or you can choose that that was your past. It has nothing to do with who you are in this moment. Mm-hmm. And your past may have been three seconds ago. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. Love that. So tell me what, what do you find that you work on the most with your clients? And does that align with what you prefer to work on the most with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love everything that I work with 
uh, on my with my clients. I work mainly with women who um, typically they're business women and um, they're you know trying to really get out of that space of overwhelm, you know, overwhelm of, you know, not being able to, you know, get through their day without feeling like they're falling short or that they're, you know, being pulled in so many different directions and feeling stressed out about things in their life or feeling anxious about things that are coming up. And so a lot of times what we're working on is just simply awareness of the, you know, present moment of what's happening in their brain and really giving them that, um, you know, observation of the sentences that are running the show Mm. and really helping them see that, their results that are happening that they're they're not happy with in that in that time whether it be you know you know a struggle in their relationship or they're not making what they want in their business or what not they when i show them that that result is a direct result of their feelings that is really powerful for them because then they realize their thoughts are what are creating those feelings. And when they can choose the thoughts that they want to believe or not, they become the driver in Mm -hmm. the driver's seat as opposed to just feeling like they're on this journey without any kind of control whatsoever. And so they become much more, um, you know, they manage their mind a lot better and they create that they become much more powerful in creating the results that they ultimately want in their life. That's awesome. And I will share with the audience today that you and I have done some coaching together and I am going to share one of your tips if you're okay with that, that have been so powerful for me is being able to just neutralize the thoughts by approaching it with curiosity. Mm. When, when I have, when I'm able to recognize a thought, first of all, the awareness is the most important and sometimes the most difficult step. But once you're able to achieve that awareness Mm. and I have a thought that perhaps isn't serving me. Maybe it's negative. It's coming from a negative place. It's been so powerful to just ask myself, Oh, interesting. I'm, I'm curious about it. Interesting. I'm, I wonder where that comes from or to replace it. If it's an emotion that I've been able to identify, replace it with, Oh, this is causing fear. So I wonder what solution is going to pop up to get rid of this fear. It's, it's just been a powerful, powerful, powerful shift that I've been able to make. And it's, it was such a simple thing, solution that you shared with me. I I couldn't believe how powerful that tiny, 
tiny little question could be, oh, interesting. It just neutralizes everything and you move on. Yeah. It's just, it's so much easier for a coach to help you see what is happening in your, in your brain. Cause as you said, it's awareness is one of the hardest things. It's like, we're like 95% of our thoughts are unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so when you're unaware, you can't help yourself at all. And that's the beauty of working with a coach is they really start to build that, help you build that awareness and, and show you exactly what's happening for you. That's awesome. So I appreciate you very much for bringing that, helping to bring that awareness and curiosity into my life. And you had touched on something that you said, people are, a lot of these women that you work with as your clients, they're starting, they have feelings of falling short, kind of on a daily basis. Do you have any insight into what is maybe causing those feelings for these women? Oh, yeah, Um, absolutely. Um, It's that basically the belief that we don't have enough, whether it's enough time or enough, like feeling like we're not enough, like we're not capable of being who we want to be. And um, we're shaming ourselves because maybe we're, you know, feeling like we're overweight or we're just not disciplined enough or unorganized or whatever. And so when we're so stuck in those, those thoughts, we're, our brain is constantly looking for evidence to prove those thoughts. And so that's what is continually keeping us stuck because that's who we are showing up as. But if we are able to see it and then make a choice, that is where the shift is able to happen. So I don't know if this is going to be an easy question to answer. And I think you you kind of started to get into it just now, but where would you suggest someone start to feel like they're enough? Yeah. Um, Again, awareness. You can't change what you're not aware of. Right. So when people, you know, aren't aware of it, it's so much, you, we, you need to practice that awareness and practicing that awareness is as simple as taking a moment just to pause and notice what you're feeling, notice what emotion it is and notice the thought that is creating that emotion mm-hmm. because the emotion just doesn't pop up. It's always driven by a thought. So just pausing and asking yourself, what am I feeling? What thought is creating that feeling? Mm -hmm. Just that simple one minute. Yeah. You know, really simple questions. Yeah. Multiple times a day, if possible, just checking in with yourself over and over, that would be great practice. That would be very helpful. 
I love that idea because I tend to only check in when I'm having what I consider a negative emotion. Yeah. Not necessarily on a regular basis. So maybe scheduling three to five times a day in your phone to just pop up and say, check in. How am I feeling? What thought is driving this? Right. And because then you also get those thoughts that are actually helping you create more of what you want to create. So, you know, maybe you're feeling good in that moment, positive about something. What's the thought that's, that's creating that. So remember that and go back to that when you're not feeling so great. That's awesome. That's a great tip. Now you mentioned that many of the people that you coach tend to be business owners. It sounds like Mm -hmm. is, is hiring a coach for those people who are in the corporate world and, and are not entrepreneurs, they don't own their own businesses, and perhaps they're an employee of some company, is it worthwhile for them to have a coach? Absolutely. I'm, I'm not just working with business owners. Um, it's just women in business, period. So, oh, so professional women, oftentimes. Professionals, yes. So um, whether that, you know, be, you know, someone that works um, as a nurse or in the medical field or in, in, as a wellness professional. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, absolutely. That's, that's definitely who I help. That's awesome. So as we begin to wrap up, I have a few final questions. So number one, if you could text one tip to everyone on the planet, on how to be well, what would that one tip be? Mm, Gain awareness. I love it. What's your favorite book? Oh, I have so many, but right when you said that, uh, A New Earth popped into my mind. Eckhart Tolle is just one of my favorite authors. I have never read any of his works. I'm familiar with him just slightly, but I have so many books on my list that I need to get through. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of great books out there. That's for sure. All right. So really quick, we're going to go through a lightning round of questions. This one's a little bit of a surprise. So I have four quick questions that I'm going to ask you, and I'd love to hear just the first thing that pops in your head. So number one, what's your favorite food? Hmm. Italian, I'm going out tonight to eat Italian. (laughs) I love Italian. Number two, I might know the answer, but I'll be interested to learn if it's different. What's your favorite exercise? Oh, yoga, of course. (laughs) Three, what inspires you? Mm, Oh, gosh. Women like yourself. Women that are um, showing up to for a a better cause and that are professional go-getters that even though, you know, there's challenges to, you know, having, being in business and, you know, taking care of your family, all of that, that are just showing up. I love those. Those Those are very inspiring. Last of the lightning round questions. What is your biggest indulgence? Hmm. 
My biggest indulgence. Well, I just love to indulge, be in in good good wellness things. Um, <laughs> I think that's part of really, you know, self care and mm. and enjoyment of life. Mm. Um, of course, if it's something that's not super healthy, then in moderation. Um, but mm, my biggest indulgence is I'd have to say maybe chocolate. Ooh, and not always is chocolate bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dark chocolate's awesome, right? Mm -hmm. Ty, is there anything else that you would love to share about your wellness experience, your wellness journey, perhaps other people's journeys that you've seen since you work so closely with the wellness of others? Is there anything else you would like to share? Mm -hmm. Just um, give yourself grace and one step forward at a time, one new uh, habit at a time. And yeah, you'll get there. I love that new habit. I know you and I talked about this just the other day. I was feeling overwhelmed with all of the things I felt I, I should be doing in my life quote should be doing. And you had to remind me do one, make one change. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. I love that. Well, Ty, this was so amazing. Thank you so much. I am really grateful for you joining me today. And what is the best way for the audience to connect with you? Oh, yes. Um, I'm um, on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm there regularly. And um, I also have a website, um, tayonavallejo.com. And yeah, those are probably the best ways to... Awesome. Keep in contact on my um, website. You can sign up for my weekly emails. Mm -hmm. Get those delivered into your inbox. Awesome. I will definitely link all of that up in the show notes. And then I don't know how long you plan to do your monthly yoga classes, but during this virtual period during COVID, I know you're offering those at really, really very reasonable costs for people to either get deeper into their yoga practice or maybe start it for the first time. Absolutely. Yes. That is definitely going to continue. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Ty. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. As we wrap up, your health and wellness are important to me. It's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are helpful for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, click on the subscribe button to get access to new episodes and leave a five-star review with some feedback. Second, head on over to Instagram and follow me at EWC Health. And last, jump on over to empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast and click on the link to book your complimentary assessment with me. Let's get a 30-minute call on the schedule to look at your history and find the solutions that work best for you. That's empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast. And remember, our bodies are amazing vessels and the possibilities are infinite. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's improving your internal, physical, or mental health, 
we have more tools to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness. Be sure to visit us at empirewellnesscenter.com for more ways to connect with Charlene. There you'll find ways to educate, improve, empower, inspire, and grow. That's all available on empirewellnesscenter.com.